that talks about everything they love right now we fucking love kingdom this series is kicking ass on netflix people don't know about it they're finding out about it they can't believe how it fell under the radar so in the previous episodes on the funkaholics podcast we covered character introduction we covered season one we picked out our favorites from there and now we're doing season two guys season two is a long one it's 20 episodes in the last episode, we broke down the first half, and in today's episode, we are breaking down the second half, which is a fucking great one. I've got my partner in crime back with us, Angela. Hello, Funkaholics. What's good, Angela? Oh my gosh, I'm just so stoked to get the second half. I've been looking forward to it. It's just so emotionally just draining. Yes, <laughs> there's a lot going on in this one. And I also brought in my godson. He's watched a few episodes of Kingdom. So he is slowly becoming a fan. We will soon turn him over to the dark side of the kingdom, if you will. So Yes, we will Julian. suck the life out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Julian, say hello to the Funkaholic fans. What's going on, Funkaholics? Right on. Glad to have you on here, Hito. Yeah, so, so what we do here, guys, is every episode we do a cheers. Are you ready? I am so ready. <laughs> She's been dying. I've been getting text messages like, "When are we? When are we recording?" And I I'm need so to have my thirsty. beer like right now. <laughs> I'm so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a little bit like Jay, but oh my god, we will get there. We will talk about that episode. I am going to crack my bottle open. Cheers, Angela, to another Salut. great episode. All right, so let's get into it. Kingdom season two, second half. We're going to be talking. Our favorite parts from episode 11 through 20. So today, guys, I am flipping the script. In the last episode, Angela was asking me questions, you know, favorite parts and scenes that I had loved in there. And, you know, we kind of did a breakdown of what we remember from it. So today, Angela is in the hot seat. I am going to be questioning her today on a couple of things. So you ready, Angela? I'm ready. All right. Let's get it going. One person that we forgot, and he's right at episodes like seven through ten and that is chapas oh chapas you motherfucker you got my money what's going on with chapas angela okay so chapas is actually played by a an actor and his name is mark consuelos we know mark consuelos mark consuelos actually used to come out in um a tv like a novella <laughs> And him and his wife, Ugh, which is Kelly, Kelly Ripa. Kelly Ripa, yes. I love Kelly Ripa, though. They both, they both <laughs> used to come out and all my children together. So Mark Consuelos, remember last episode we talked about the rancheras and why you start hearing it more, not just because of Hector and Carlos, but Chapas is another reason. And Chapas was a fighter back in the day with Elvi, and they have a lot of history together. Yes, they I do. love Chapas. <laughs> he plays a great part. I mean, even though it was a small role, he had a lot of impact. I mean, you know, we get that crazy ass scene with the two of them in the hotel, and you know, Chapas decides to 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for you guys. I'm gonna let you guys watch that, but um, it's a it's a hell of a scene, guys. You, you yes. definitely have to check that one out. And you have to check that out. Yeah, absolutely. And and LB, um, he's been getting some calls from Chapas, and he's been kind of trying to avoid whoever it is that's calling, not yes. realizing that it's Chapas. Chapas looks like he's got money. And Alvy's been looking on where he can invest now that he's got a baby in the way. And he runs into Chapas that that is uh, invested in the senior citizen centers. <laughs> <laughs> and he asked for 30 grand from Alvy so that way Alvy can kind of be you know, invested in some of these senior citizen centers. <laughs> One uh of the one of the parts that I love in the senior citizen center is they're talking. A silent partner. A silent partner, yes. <laughs> and and they're at the senior citizen center. They're talking to one of the seniors, and she starts complaining on how one of the other senior residents gave her an STD. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's hilarious, but you gotta watch it. You gotta. You gotta check it, it out. And guys, Chapo's plays like a, a funny role in the beginning because he keeps calling from a block number. Obviously, Alvi is ignoring it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Alvi gets a text like it was something like, you know, you want to like, what are you interested in or something like that? And and Alvi texts back like, I, I love tits. Let me see your tits. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what does Chapos do, Angela? I can't he sends him a picture of his nipple, and it's all hairy. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> of his hairy nipple. <laughs> and, the, and the funny thing about it, guys, is in the episodes, you'll see them going back and forth, and it's like a joke between the two of them. So, like I said, guys, Chapos was a, was a great character. He only played, you know, a short period, but he had a hell of an impact. Yes, especially, um, and we'll come full circle at the end of um, season two, um, where Alvi kind of tries to do something for him. Um, but yes, absolutely. And you can kind of get an idea of the reason why Chapas is bad news when they start partying again together. Yes. And, and Nando T and I were talking about this earlier. Another one of my favorite scenes with Chapas is they're getting ready to go to kind of like a VIP club and Chapas is getting ready to take some Viagra. And he's <laughs> like, what are you doing? He's like, did you want some? And he has the pill in his mouth and he's like trying to like share with him. Like he's going to cut a piece yeah. of the pill, of the Viagra pill <laughs> and give it to LB right out of his mouth. Right. <laughs> But either that or history. either that or he's fucking with him and telling Alvi like give me a kiss dude and I'll put this pill in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right guys, well we can go on about those two, but like I said, you know, we you know, we don't want to give you too much, but you definitely got to check it out and for those of you that have already seen it, you know exactly what we're talking about. So, we're not going to throw out too many spoilers. We're going we're gonna to get into episodes 11 through 20 right now. And the one that I want to start out with is Alvi gets the news about Lisa and the baby. So, Angela, give me your thoughts when that happens. You know, it's, he gets the call. And probably one of my biggest questions, Lisa's dad, which is played by Bruce Davis. He's, he's the senator that comes out in X-Men. His name's Ron Prince in the show. And so 
he calls Albie and gives him the information. And Albie's like, I want to talk to her. Tell her I love her. And the dad's like pushing Albie away. And, right. and that's heartbreaking. But of course, the scene that you see right after that is when he destroys his office. And any normal person would react that way. Yes. Right. Yeah, he um he literally puts his fist through one of the cap one of the glass cabinets where all of his trophies are, and you know he cuts his hand obviously, and you know it's uh it's funny because it's it's such a you hear the news, you understand what Albie's going through, and then you see the way that Albie reacts, and it makes it um you know it makes it that much more rich. It it kind of brings it more to life of what Albie's feeling. Well, then. Albie starts traveling and I mean, he's just ready to kill everybody on the fucking road. He gets stuck in traffic because he's actually trying to head to the press conference for the big fight that we've all been waiting for, which is Ryan and Jay Kalina. Mm -hmm. They're going to throw down. So Albie is literally on his way and it cracks me up because he reminds (laughs) me of myself. (laughs) He's, you know, there's traffic and he's telling everybody to get the fuck out of the way. And, you know, he's got to get to this appointment. And one guy gets out of the car and I love Albie's reaction because he's like, get in the fucking car before I fucking destroy you. Like, get in the fucking car. And he's like on the horn, just telling this dude, like, dude get in the car like you you have no idea what's gonna happen to you if i get out of this car <laughs> right right get, just get in the car get yeah. in the car like, it's just like, <laughs> like he is just not having it and but then you also kind of try to remember again what happened last time you know that that ha- that that happened when he just kicked somebody's ass just rammed him in the street so he's right. kind of trying to control himself at the same time but he's trying to hurry up and get to the press conference. Yes, yes, absolutely. So finally arrives, you know, we see, you know, it's it's just like a promote uh, a promotion and and uh, you know a press conference, and you see you see Jay sitting there. Of course, he's looking beautiful. He's got those white shades on. You see Ryan, Ryan sitting with Joe, Daddy, and then Alvi is sitting there with Jay and. The look on Alvi's face while all this is going on, and keep in mind, guys, Garo is standing at the pedestal, you know, or at the podium, I, I, I should say, and he's standing there, and he's, uh, you know, he's giving an announcement, he's introducing the fighters, he's talking about, you know, how great, he's promoting it. Well, Alvi's completely fucking disconnected for the for the news that he got. So one of the things that I pulled from, you know, from that that part, which I absolutely loved, and again, you know, I am a gigantic Jay Colina fan, guys. So, you know, anything that's involved with Jay, I'm all for it. So, you know, Ryan is giving, you know, his answers and he kind of, I don't know, he he's being sarcastic, but he's bringing it, he's doing it in a friendly type way. Like he's, it's it almost seems like he's taking the, the press conference as a joke and Jay completely, completely catches him off guard because he's not, he's not ready for what Jay has to respond. And Jay basically tells him, you know, cause you know, Ryan throws this punch at him and says like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smother him. I'm gonna beat him down. And, you know, and, and, you know, and, until the fight's over and, and, you know, and, and he says it jokingly to Jay and he says, you know, like, right, Jay. And Jay comes up with this beautiful sarcastic answer where he's almost talking like a, a preacher. And one of the best parts that I, that I pulled from there was Jay throwing the shot at him and telling him, I'm just going to lay and pray 
after he's done whooping my ass. Like he's he he's basically like telling him he's like this is God's creation. This is he's he's God's gift to women, and he's just being sarcastic and and firing back in a beautiful Jay way. What did what did you gather from that part, Angela? What did you think? See, and I thought that Ryan, of course, being Ryan, trying to keep the spotlight on himself, like you know, I'm gonna do the best I can, but Jay does have some flaws, and Jay, of course, you know, and he does say this that. You know, he's a great fighter and his dad loves him and sees him as his, you know, treats him as a son. But, you know, he sees him as his brother. But you're right. He's like doing this beautiful speech like he's preaching and and he's in a suit and he's kind of putting himself like in a sense saying that, yeah, Ryan is a god. You know, and it's funny that you picked that quote because Lay and Pray is actually the name of that episode. And we haven't talked about the names of the episodes before, but I was really interested that you picked that that's that part in his in his preaching sermon because <laughs> because that's the that's the name of the episode and, and I think it's just so mind blowing when you start watching the show and you see the names of all the episodes and how they actually tie in. I just love those kind of Easter eggs. <laughs> and and it's beautiful just the way that Jay presents it and everything. Yes. Because as you see the season and the episodes progressing Ryan's kind of having, you know, enough of it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's getting to him. So, yes. you know, Jay, Jay is such a fucking evil genius. You know, he plays it off like he's not fucking with him, but he really is. He really was. He really was. And the, and the, the preaching is like, you know, you know, hallelujah kind of preaching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, and you're right because it, it's getting to Ryan more than Ryan wants to believe. And you'll see that in one of the episodes when he tells him exactly how he how jay is making ryan feel because yes. ryan, ryan gets to the limit after the you know after the paris conference is over you know alvi gets up he moves off to the side and you know garo is already wanting to know what the fuck's going on because garo catches alvi you know kind of like out of it you know it gets to the point where you know one of the reporters asks a question and alvi's completely disconnected you know he's just like can you say that again i didn't catch it and you know it, it's just obvious alvi doesn't want to be there so <laughs> another part that I love, and this is Garo being Garo. <laughs> being you Garo. Know, <laughs> he, you know, he, he looks at Alvi and he's like, you know, can I ask why you're late? And Garo and uh, Alvi's like, no. no. <laughs> and he's like, did you beat the shit out of somebody? And, and, and then Alvi's reaction is, keep asking those type of fucking questions. And, <laughs> you know and I, I mean? will. Like, and I will. <laughs> so... So Garo, you know, like I said, being Garo, fire, you know, fires back and just tells him, he's like, you know, so handsome, but always so angry. Smile here all the time, you know. It's so exhausting. It's so exhausting. <laughs> he's always like, you're such a beautiful man. <laughs> and, and, the, and the reason I love bringing up Garo is because he's like a part of the family because, you know, he gets involved and, and, you know, we'll talk about a, a new character that we introduce in this season. Guys, we're going to be introducing a lot of people today. A lot of but, new characters, yeah. Yes, a lot of new characters. But Garo, like, I don't know. Like, I get the feeling like he literally becomes part of the family because of just, excuse me, just some of the shit that, you know, that he says, you know, the way that he interacts with Lisa, the way that he interacts with with Alvi, 
you know, there's there's so many great parts with them. So I actually love that Garo can talk to Alvi the way that he does. You know what I mean? Yes. And and how they react, you know, how they react with him and how he, re- he reacts with them. It's yes. just like this mutual relationship toward each other. It's it's beautiful. Like guys, you'll you'll love it as you watch it develop and you know, like I said, it's just, you know, they're 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 parts that I pulled out of, you know, out of that season that I absolutely love. So while this is going on, guys, um, we got Coach Nate at, at Navy Street Gym and he is looking awesome. He's doing a great job. And I'm not gonna say too much. Angela, I wanna see what your impression was with Coach Nate. How you know, Coach Nate felt like he should have been there. The way he talks to the fighters, the way he has them, you know, around the, the like in a circle, like he's a teacher, like he's teaching them, you know, he's, he's, he's out there telling them, this is what you need to do. And people are listening to each other. They're just staring at him. And the one thing that I did, it did come back to me when I started watching him is when Alvi is talking about how Nate isn't a fighter, you right. know? And Nate wants it so bad. You know what I mean? And so that's what brought, like, to me, he's a better coach than he would be a fighter. And for a lot of fighters, that is so hard to hear. Right. Definitely. Did you kind of notice anything, Angela, while Nate was training? Like, did you see any of uh, Alvi come out of him? I did. I did. And, you know, you and I were talking about this earlier, but it's kind of like, Alvi and too, like Jay is Alvi as a fighter, but Nate is Alvi as a coach. Yes. Like just a split 50-50 between both of his offsprings. Absolutely. Absolutely. Glad you caught that. Another thing, guys, that you'll see is um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of jump around here a little bit, but it's so Nate not only is coaching at Navy Street, but Nate becomes a personal trainer for Bob. Bob. What about Bob? Bob. (laughs) So Bob is Paul Ben Victor. And he's come out in Daredevil. He's come out in Tombstone. And he's come out in Law and Order. Bob. I don't like Bob. Fucking Bob. (laughs) I don't like him either. He He is something else. Yes. To put it nicely. So one of the things, guys, is Bob is loaded and Nate is training him over at his home, which is absolutely fucking beautiful. They're training outside, gigantic pool. The house looks amazing. I mean, the the view alone is absolutely beautiful. Well, Bob gives Nate $10,000, like literally writes a check right there and says, you will be at my beck and call whenever I want you at my house to train me. I have, he gives him this, you know, fuck, you know, this shady ass bill saying like, you know, the work that I do, you know, uh, it could be any time when I, when I have time available to me and, and I'm training. So Nate is sitting there with this $10,000 check in his hand, like, holy shit. Like, okay, you know, we'll, you know, we'll make it happen. Well, one of the funny things is, is Nate shows a check to Jay. Jay is not happy. Jay is not happy about it at all. Jay is like, what the fuck are you doing? And like, who, why is your phone like blowing up? So Nate is like, 
well, it's Bob. You know, he keeps fucking calling me. And he's like, well, yeah, dumbass. He just gave you $10,000. You better fucking answer it. Yeah, you're at his beck and call. Yeah. So, you know, um, Nate avoids it. You know, he goes back to playing his fucking Xbox like he knows how. <laughs> and, you know, so so then it goes on to where Nate returns. You can tell while Bob is doing a workout, he's pissed. He's got something to say. Well, And he, he says tells- it. I've been holding my tongue this whole time. I've been holding my tongue this whole time. You're a real piece of work. Like, you know, how dare you? How dare you not answer my calls? And, and, and Nate is like, well, it, it was after 12 PM, dude. Like, you know, midnight, midnight. Yeah. After midnight. It was Mm -hmm. after midnight. Bob, you know, flies off the handle and just tells him like, I gave you a $10,000 check. What part of, I need you when I need you. Did you not understand? So the thing that I love about that scene is you kind of see the 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 innocence of Nate, like the young part of Nate. Like he's just like, okay, I know I'm getting an ass chewing, but like I'll just get out of here. Like you know, like Bob basically kicks him out of there and says like, you know, get the fuck out of my house. You know, I'll see you when I see you. Well, as Nate's walking out, Bob's, <laughs> and this is the part that cracks me up is Bob tells him. Make me a smoothie before you leave. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Hey, make, hey, will you make me my protein shake before you go? Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way. Yeah, hey, by the way. So, you know, Nate takes care of all that. But one of the things that I wanted to get into, Angela, was how did you feel when Nate returns, when Bob invites him over and Nate thinks that they're going to train, but it actually like, turns out to be in a party. And yeah. Bob offers Nate the white Russian. The white Russian. The evil white Russian. You know, it had a little bit of a kick to it. It was called a roofie. (laughs) So Nate has no idea what the heck is going on. He's just like, something's in my drink. And you could see it in the scene. Something's just not right with Nate. And you you know right away, like, "Uh uh-oh, this is not good. Right. You know, but at the same time, Knowing what Nate has been doing in some of the other episodes, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you did it without my consent, but it kind of helped him push him a little bit because, and we'll talk about this later, it it kind of was, it, it was like a gateway out in a sense. So yes, it's horrible that it happened, but at the same time, it's like, it kind of allowed him to, you know, later on open up about it. Right. Without giving too much away. So, Julian, quick question. Based off of what we've said so far and the people that we've talked about and, the you know, the episodes that you've watched, what's the character that you're most drawn to? Who is it, you know, who is it that you dig on there? Um, you know, I don't know. Honestly, I like all of them, but I really like Alvi. Alvi? He's just so so intimate like so he knows what he's doing he knows he's a badass and that's what i like he has like that confidence he, he'll you know he just knows he you know i don't know I, I just like his confidence he's just he's just just all around badass that's kind of why i like him the most because yeah I mean, he's just he's the shit right it's so, easy to fall in love with him exactly especially with that hair. fucking that god, hair that hair the hair god-given fucking gorgeous hair that i obsess about Motherfucker. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's funny, Julian, that you would say that because as you could tell, anybody that walks into the gym, 
feels the exact same way. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. And even though him and Garo have this relationship, Garo feels the same way. Yeah. So that just tells you, I mean, you know, how much of a badass he is. It's like, like a good friend is like still intimidated by you. He knows the real you. So and that's the real thing. So, right. I mean, that's. Yeah, he's a very respectable dude. That's you, funny. There's an episode yeah. that you're gonna come to where Garo literally tells him, you know, I don't know if I'm straight or I don't know if I'm gay <laughs> when, when I'm around you, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's one of the, you know, that's one of the great things. Like I said, you know, and and that's one of the things that me and, and you know, this is the reason why we're doing this is because when people watch it they start to go to one side, like they find a team, you yeah. know, so it's mm-hmm. Team J, Team Alvi, Team Lisa, yeah. Team Ryan. I don't know if there's too many people in that corner, <laughs> but hey, you know, good yeah. luck, Ryan. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you got Team Keith, you got Team Mac, you got Team Nate, you know, so yeah. so there's a lot of stuff going yes. on, but um, that's, that's, that's the great thing about Kingdom is yeah. You can absolutely fall in love with a character. Absolutely. Or multiple. Yes. And you can relate to a lot of what they're going on. And so a lot of people think it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's MMA. I'm not a big MMA fan. You know, I kind of don't want to watch it. But it's just so much going on with everybody's personal life that you just get drawn and sucked in. And Nando T and I, we were talking about it, how wonderful their performance is that you just get sucked in and you start feeling like these people are real and you're just watching them live you know because that's how perfect their performance is episode after episode after episode and you just can't help but fall in love with them and i mean you just see everything on twitter on instagram on you know even on tiktok i mean just all over the place people are just gravitated to a lot of these characters Mm-hmm. absolutely i couldn't have said it better it's the the acting and the story writing is like a fucking gigantic magnet and you get drawn to it yeah. and like i said you know it's easy to fall in love with you know with any character on there because like angela was saying you know you can there's a personal part of you that can relate to one of those characters mm-hmm. or you know you just enjoy you know just beautiful acting happening right yeah. in front of you exactly I appreciate um, so, it, my gosh. And, yeah, and appreciate yeah. it. Like, you know, you start, like, me and Angela, we start paying attention to the details. The details, yeah. you know, yes. We're, watch, we're watching mannerisms. We're watching what they wear. We're watching, you know, what's on the wall for when Alvi parks. You know, we're checking the, the mouthpiece. Yeah. Because there's little, you know, there's little Easter eggs on their yeah. mouthpieces. All over the you know, place. Before they fight. Yes. So there's... There's a lot of things to pay attention to. And that's one of the beautiful things, too, about Kingdom is when you rewatch it, all of that excitement and enjoyment and new things pop Pop up up. because you get you get to look at it under a different light. So since we're talking about Alvi, Alvi returns to his retreat Mm -hmm. and he talks with the hotel manager. And this is where Alvi first discloses what happened to Lisa and the baby. Right. So Angela, what did you think about that one? Because Alvi gets pretty fucking deep. He gets deep. And he yeah. He drops he drops uh some hefty he drops, news. Uh, yes. A, a a very interesting confession from his perspective. Yes. So my biggest thing was the fact that I loved how real he was, how he felt, how open that he could be with this whole town manager that we just love what the purple drank. <laughs> the purple 
couple drinks. So he finds out. So this guy's the hotel owner, and he finds out that Alvi's back, and he's like, "What the heck? Like, I had to find out off of the visitor registry. Why did you tell me you were coming?" And so Alvi's like, "It was last minute, man. It was last minute." So he he just opens up to him as he starts telling him, like, you know, she lost the baby. Well, he starts expressing how much he didn't feel anything about it. And the whole episode and the very, very beginning of episode 11, where he's just trashing his whole office and there's a there's there's a there's a part of the episode where Nate and Jay and Jay walk in and they see the office and they're like, what the heck happened? Some bad news, like something big happened. So, you right. know, the office was absolutely just destroyed. His trophies were broken. Win- um, part of the windows were broken. So Alvy really did the job to show that he was in distress. But he turns around and he says, I, w- I was numb. I didn't feel anything. And I just felt if I was supposed to do this, I felt like it was something that what a normal person pretty much was supposed to do. But I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel anything. And going back to the press conference, when when he's just staring, one of the one of the reporters is asking him a question and he just can't hear it because he's just so caught into his moment mentally that I think at the time he's thinking and this is what I gathered. Why can't I feel anything? Why can't I, why can't I mourn for my child that just right. passed away? Why can't I feel that? Like, like what's wrong with me? Right? Exactly. And, you know, that, that, that whole scene tripped me out because it's Alvi finally confessing. You know, he's not holding it inside. You know, he, he basically tells him, he's just like, I did it because I felt like I was supposed like I was to do supposed it, but it's, to. Yes. it's, it, it wasn't a real reaction. Like I just did it because I felt like it was necessary, you know? And like, if I didn't react just, like this, then how would people see me? Exactly. And that just, to me, it all goes back to Alvi probably being more relieved, but just doesn't say it. But doesn't say it. You know what yes, I mean? Absolutely. And I think relieved for a lot of reasons because you start seeing that he kind of starts, I mean, he's obviously going to therapy and he's having problems with Lisa and he's going, he knows what's going on with the gym and he knows how much he has to deal with everybody else's personality. And like he said, having to supervise everybody like grown adults and supervising their lives. And I think like, in a sense, he's like, I don't want to have to be responsible for another living human being. That's just that's just way way too much to add to the table, right? Or put on his plate, right? So you know, with with Alvi, you know, making the confession to the hotel the hotel manager, and you know, him giving his feedback, and you know, Alvi still questioning, like, you know, what the fuck is wrong with me, you know? So we go into that whole whole thing, but one of the things that I also wanted to get into in in one of the episodes and. I wanted to see what your thoughts was on it. Was Alvi getting bored and watching those old war, oh my <laughs> those war documentaries? Yes. <laughs> and he's like, like shooting up his gun in his home, right? Yeah, he's, he's trying to shoot the orange on the bottle that he just finished downing. Right, and so my so he, so I'm kind of going back to the J scene where Casey's trying to wake up Nate. 
And he's yes. over here shooting the dummy, the, the, the striking dummy. And so I'm thinking like, oh my God, Jay and, and Alvi are having the same, like a mirror image kind of battling mm-hmm. their demons. You know, and and again, it kind of goes back to what Christina was telling Jay about Alvi having to be on a cycle, having to deal with the demons, these demons, like, like mentally, who do you think he was pointing his gun at when he's pointing his gun at the orange? Oh, I know. Like he was um, looking at somebody dead in the eyes. Like, who would that be? I think it would be himself. That's that's interesting you say that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was him. Because, I mean, think about it. One minute, he's confessing, asking what the fuck's wrong with him. Then he's, like, firing an entire clip at an orange and misses it. He's such a fucking horrible shot. <laughs> but And he goes shooting he... all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when he points the gun, like, at the orange on the floor, like, I don't just think, like, he's pointing the gun at himself. Yeah, who is he staring at? Yeah. Because who else would it be? It's not going to be Lisa. It's not going to be Jay. You think his dad? Maybe his dad. Possibly. Because, you know, him and Ryan have that scene when they're in the sauna and the dragon. They're feeding the yes, dragon. And the dragon. And they're talking about the, their dads. And, and I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything, but Ryan does talk about. He's, he kind, Ryan starts doing his whiny baby Ryan clip. And he talks about how his dad you know, the how he felt about his dad. And and Alvi pretty much puts him in a spot like, I didn't know my dad had passed away until a year and a half after. Like, th- my dad was a piece of shit. And he he pretty much says, pretty much puts Ryan in a spot where your dad was around, he took care of you, he disciplined you, like you had a good life. So appreciate right. it, pretty much. So I, I don't know, maybe maybe it was him, maybe it was his dad, maybe it was a mixture of both. Could be. That's something Definitely I would love to ask Byron. So since you know, we'll stay on the we'll stay on the Alvi topic because you know Alvi's got a lot of shit going on in this in this season, but And he's Julian's um, favorite character. Addie's Julian's favorite character. One of the one of the things that I loved and, and we're gonna jump a little jump a little bit ahead, but we're gonna move back to, you know, talking about Jay and Ryan's fight. Well, after the fight's over, or no, this isn't after the fight's over. <laughs> this is this is uh, for Alicia's party, and we'll 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 tailor back to that. But Alvi is, you know, one, you know, he's it's confession time. Number two, and you know, he's trying to figure out who the fuck he is. Number two, <laughs> he can't shoot for shit, and he's got this ghost that you know is in an orange that he wants to kill. Um, but three. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the worst luck. So he's in the fucking truck. Oh my gosh, yes. He's going to visit Ryan. He, op- <laughs> he opens the fucking door and a bicyclist <laughs> hits the door. Damn fucking Armstrong, bro. <laughs> Lance fucking Lance Armstrong. Lance fucking Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, he's being and a then- prick. <laughs> and he's being a prick. And so... Keith comes out in his robe, you know, seeing what the fuck's going on. And you hear Alvi yelling on the phone with the operator, <laughs> calling 911. <laughs> and he's like, Jesus fucking fruitcake on bikes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And then, and then he's like, are you hurt? 
Yes. <laughs> my my shoulder. Shoulder clavicle. <laughs> clavicle. Yeah, he's being a prick. <laughs> and I'm in the middle of the street. You know, the guy's all suited up in his shorts. Like, he looks like a legitimate Armstrong cyclist. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he is decked. This guy is decked out. And he's like, what the? He's like, you broke your fucking bike. You broke your fucking bike. Yeah, he's like, Ali's pissed, right? Like, right. I got shit to do. <laughs> get in your, get, kind of like the guy at the freeway. Get in your fucking car. Yes. <laughs> so this guy's on the floor. Alvis, you know, gets off the phone with 911 and he looks at Keith and he's like, watch this guy, <laughs> you know? So Alvi takes off and then they show Alvi or they show Keith as a cyclist <laughs> and, and Keith tells him, you know, would, you know, would you like to lay on the grass, you know, because the pain is kind of hard. And he's like, no, I don't want to fucking lay on the grass. <laughs> and so, so Keith, being Keith, he's like, well, well, that kind of attitude, it's going to be a it's long gonna day. Be a day <laughs> it's going to be a long day, sir. But, but what happens to his robe? His robe opens up and he's oh, in his yeah, that's tiny right. tighties. He's, show, he's showing the business out there. He's, he's in a Captain Morgan pose. <laughs> and it's why he tidies with his robe wide open. Right. Oh, God, I love Keith. By God, I love Keith. Oh, man, he he does so much cool shit. So, like I was saying, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to tailor back to a couple of things. So, the reason that Alvi is going to visit Ryan is because something happened at Alicia's party. So, there's a fight. Alicia wins. They go to Jay's house, Jay and Nate's house, to party. Party's going on. Jay is completely focused on like I'm focused on the fight there isn't anything that's gonna you know that bother me or get in the way well as the party's starting there's a scene where Mac is cutting up cocaine <laughs> and Nate tells tells Jay because Jay's just sitting there watching this with his bottle of water you know his gallon of water and Nate tells him like on a scale of 1 to 10 how fucking bored are you <laughs> and he looks at him and he's like a 12. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, because he's not so he's, Mac, he's drinking water. He's getting ready for a fight. <laughs> exactly. So Mac is cutting up this cocaine, and Jay is, like, fucking staring at him, and he's like, so do you want to tell me about it? Like, do you want to give me a description? <laughs> so Mac is like, oh, my God, it's, like, some of the best cocaine that I've ever had. Like, it's uh, – I can't remember the exact – uh, uh, description he gives, but he's like, it's clean, it's subtle, got a hint of cinnamon. <laughs> he's just like rubbing it on his teeth, and he goes to offer some to Nate. He's like, you want some? And Jay gets pissed, grabs the, you know, grabs the the, the bill, and throws it in the pool. And he tells Mac, like, I don't know if you know, but my family has a problem with drugs. So, you know, don't go and try and introduce it to my brother. Right. Yeah. And and I love Matt's answer. Hey, that was a 20. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, totally, like, you know, avoids, like, the whole fucking comment of, like, his his family having drugs. Yeah, yeah we, have a, we have a history of drug addiction, Mac. <laughs> Hey, that's a 20. <laughs> that's a 20. But I love, I love 
the name that Jay gives oh my gosh. the cocaine. Yes. He calls it Devil's Dandro. Yes. And <laughs> and Mac just looks at him like Ooh. That is that is fucking brilliant. I love that. The Devil's Dandro. <laughs> <laughs> like he's gonna market it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants some devil's dandruff? I mean, would you like some devil's dandruff? <laughs> so it's clean, uh, it's subtle. A hint of cinnamon. De- yeah, devil's dandruff. Just a hint of cinnamon. Devil's dandruff. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, one of the things, Angela, that I wanted to ask you is, you know, we've got a scene where you know Alicia is on top of Ryan, right. and you know she, you know, she wants her celebratory fuck yeah she's writing him (laughs) yeah and ryan's having issues so do you want to kind of go in and give us like the you know the 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 cliff notes of that whole scene of the senorita (laughs) so ryan is just not having it and i i promise you funkaholics i'm not against ryan but I think he's up to his shit again, where he's kind of trying to play mind tricks. Like, I'm not going to reward you, you know, because you won. That's, exactly. how, that's how I felt it, you know? And she's like, what the hell? Like, I just want a big fight. Like, you're supposed to be happy for me. And, you know, he's like, oh, sorry. Like, nothing. But she gets up and she's like, you know what? Forget it. And he's like, no, 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 no come back. So... At this point, we all know Ryan uh, is staying at Keith's house. Keith got out of prison, and now he's getting, you know, he's living at his house. And uh, Alicia has nowhere to stay. So she's kind of like already bunking with them, you know, at Ryan and Keith's house. And so she told him, like, look, she has this arrangement of, look, um, I'll cook, I'll clean, I'll even do laundry. I'll even do Keith's laundry. And this was an arrangement that they had prior to the fight. So what does Ryan right. do? Ryan throws it in her face like, hey, senorita, are you still going to come and clean? Like, kind of like you're a maid, you know? Yeah. And and you are you still going to come and clean when you're done? Because he's trying to throw jabs at her. And she's like, you better kind of like watch yourself. Watch how you're talking to me kind of thing, right? And he, And he's like, oh. I forgot you're a Miami rat. And he's just like, like a punch after punch after punch for, right. for Ryan reasons. And one of the biggest things that I thought was really interesting is after she leaves, cause she gets dressed up and she's not going to have it. She's not going to deal with him treating her that way. She gets up, she gets dressed and she leaves. And he, the way he grips that bottle. And, oh, I know. And that's, such an intense moment because it's like you know he has just so much anger inside him that he just grips that bottle for like for life like with so much anger and and he tries to kind of calm himself a little bit and takes a drink afterwards but the way he grabs that bottle it was just so intense so intense and I'm actually kind of glad she left right before he hit that that spot in himself yeah absolutely because obviously at this Um, point we already know what ryan's capable of right exactly 
Yeah, he could have, uh, you know, he could have gone south really fast. Um, really fast. So, so one of the things that I wanted to ask you, Angela, and so I'm going to lead into this, but so we know what's going on with Ryan, you know, like he gets a taste of his own medicine because, you know, he's, he's pulling his shit. He's being Ryan, you know, he, he wants to be number one in everyone's eyes. And, you know, Alicia's kind of pulling that, you know, from him. And he acts like an asshole, you know, while they're having sex. And so he's leaving the party. He's a little ticked off. Mm -hmm. Well, Jay, Mac, and Nate are not wanting him to drive because they know he's drunk. He looks pretty bad. And they don't want... And and I know where Jay's coming from because Jay knows this is the biggest fight. This is probably one of the biggest paydays he's ever had. This is his opportunity to shine. He's worked hard. He doesn't want to risk this. But he's also... But Ryan's also kind of like his brother... Yeah, that's true, too. They have that's that, that strong relationship. Right. So, you know, they they get into the argument, and this is where you see Ryan, like, not having it. Like, Ryan is, Ryan is pissed off from what happened with him and Alicia, but then Ryan is also pissed off with the way that Jay's been treating him. So this is where you get to see Ryan finally, like, get that taste of his own medicine and, and him telling you know, Jay, like, go ahead, be Jay. Do right. something Jay, Jay-like, you yeah. know? and Say something funny. And, yeah, say something funny. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm tired of your fucking suits and, like, all this yeah. shit that you're, you know, these head games that you're playing. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I labeled this part, is it a Navy Street jinx or is it Ryan getting a taste of his own medicine? What do you think? You know, and, and I think th- I think the way that Jay handled it, was beautiful because Jay is not feeding off of him. He, Jay's like, I know you're drunk because I'm the sober one. You know, Ryan is trying to do anything he can to kind of make Jay make, bring him down and, and that they can both kind of deal with that. And, you know, and I don't know about the, the jinx part, but this is the part that we were talking about, how Ryan's just kind of hit the limit with Jay and yeah. his persona. The persona that we all have come to love. We love the Jay persona. But Jay, but Ryan is just not having that Jay persona. He is not. he Because he knows and he feels that Jay it knows that he's better than him. And I, I don't know. Like I said, I just... I think that with Mac being there and Nate being there, backing up Jay, I think was beautiful. I think was right. beautiful. I loved that. I loved that Absolutely. from all three of them. I, I think Ryan kind of made him like he was the bad guy and, and he didn't like that. Definitely. Definitely. So with a couple of things, and you know, I was talking about Alicia. Um, I wanted to. I think she's the, the jinx. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, there you go. I think but she's the jinx. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. You know, she does. Uh, it, I, I don't even want to get into her right now. But unfortunately, <laughs> her fucking sister shows up. Ava. Oh, Ava. Fucking Ava. Ugh. You want to talk to us about Ava? Andrew? Yeah, let's talk about Ava. So Ava is a beautiful girl. She's actually played by Lena Esco. She's come out in SWAT, SCI. She even came out in Heroes. 
she's a beautiful girl. One of the things that I thought was interesting is that the first time you see Ava, she's at this lifeguard kind of podium. And I don't know if you remember this, Nando T, but it, I think it's the same, like, podium, like, lifeguard podium where Ryan and Jay were having a Come to Jesus meeting. Yes. When Ryan was is. kind of coming back into the fighting and Ryan was having the talk with Jay, I think she's, that's the first thing where you see her at. And I thought that was so brilliant. And I don't know if a lot of the, the our, your listeners caught this, but how Byron kind of tied that together. Why was she yes. there? How is that connected? I thought that was awesome. One of the, uh, God, when, you know, when Ava comes in and, you know, right away, Jay keys in on her and, you know, they, you know, Jay fucking turns into Romeo and starts delivering all these great lines and the charisma comes out and, you know, you know, he has Ava's attention and she's just sitting there, you know, trying to play hard to get or that she's not noticing, you know, noticing him, but you you see when she starts asking Alicia questions about Jay. And one of the things that, you know, that stuck out to me was the fact that Alvi and Alicia have a drink and Alvi is talking to her about her sister. And I love what Alvi says about Ava. Like he tells her, he's like, I know what your sister's about. You seem like you're the more normal one out of the two. And she's just like, what, you know, what the hell makes you think that? And he's like, it's something in the eyes. I was married to something like that before. Right. And that is a total reference to Christina. Christina. And and him and Christina have that conversation. Yes. So, guys, we're, you guys got to watch all the shit that goes on between Jay and Ava. We're not going to give you too much on it. Just giving you that alone will make you want to see what the hell happens between these two. So Right. And 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 Jay Jay remember he's already lost Laura, the photographer. Yes. So he's he's all in. So uh you know since we're on the subject of you know Ava but you know we're gonna we're gonna tie in a couple of things because we're gonna jump to Christina also on and what's going on with her in this season but um one of my favorite parts, uh, another one, guys, of Jay. I, you know, I just can't help it, man. Just can't fucking help it. But I know Jay, which one this one is. Yes. So Jay is going to visit Ava and Alicia at a bar because they invited him. Well, Jay is getting ready. You know, he looks great. He asked Nate, you know, how do I look? And Nate's not paying attention. He's on his fucking Xbox. And... And Jay gets pissed. So Jay turns off the TV, tells him, you need to turn off these fucking games and go outside and play. Your brain is full of neuroplasticity. <laughs> you watch this shit long enough, it's going to carve the pathways, man. <laughs> it's science. But <laughs> the look on Jay's face when he tells him that, he's like, what the fuck did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> all, all he has to drop is it's science like you know like <laughs> like I got nothing I don't know what the fuck I just said but I'm gonna keep saying it until it sounds legit until it makes sense <laughs> and then he tells him nature is 
God's video game. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, go play outside. <laughs> Jay is totally being a father figure to Nate in that scene. And I fucking love it. Like, it's, oh, it's, uh, like I said, you know, it's just another one of those things that Jay pulls out of his ass and you, you can't help but love it because it's fucking hilarious. It is. And Nate is even looking at him like, you know, like, oh my God, like, what are you coming up with now? But nothing surprises me yes. because of the shit that Jay has told him in the past, you know what I mean? And all the, you know, all the episodes leading up to this. Right. So he rolls his just, eyes um, and just smirks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... Uh, one of the things that I wanted to get into um, is Christina. So I know that we made, you know, that Alvi made the reference to Alicia saying that, you know, Ava reminds me of my ex-wife. Right. Well, Angela, what's uh, what's going on with uh, with Miss Christina? It, you know, and, and it's funny that that it, it kind of comes again full circle because we have so many questions, like like a prequel in a sense of what transpired into the Alvi and the Christina relationship, like what happened, because you're starting to see these women that are, you know, gravitated to Alvi that kind of end up losing it and breaking down. I mean, again, it's funny that Julian has this image of Alvi that everybody else has, including the women in Alvi's life. And so Christina talks to Alvi about, hey, I don't like that Jay is hanging out with Ava, you know, and, and he turns around and looks at her and he's like, Reminds me of someone I used to know. And, of course, he's talking about them. And they kind of reminisce a little bit. But then you kind of start to see where Alvie was able to take control of either the alcohol and the drug usage during the time that they were together. And Christina just could not. The drug usage got uh, the best out of her. And she just kind of fell off, you know. And it kind of it makes it a little surreal for her in a sense. And Christina doesn't like Ava for a lot of reasons. One of them, because obviously she doesn't like anybody that's near her son. That's making him happy. But also right. because of the fact that she, he, she knows what's really going on. She sees it in Jay's eyes. Everybody sees it in Jay's eyes. Anywhere they go, they just look at them like, uh-oh, like, like they're bad news like they're just not they should just not be together and christina is also kind of put off with ava but she kind of knows that because of what happened with her and laura she kind of has to accept ava and so she kind of tries to suck it up and she kind of brings you know tries to bring jay and ava back to the house and her and Ava have like this really awkward conversation. She's like, you know, I think it's time for me to, you know, leave and, and have a place to myself. I kind of don't want to be in the, in the way. And so Ava turns around and reacts and says, oh, Christina, you're not in the way, you know? And, and it's like, Christina turns around and, and replies to Ava, like, thanks, Ava. I appreciate you saying that. Like, that was so awkward. Right. But again, I think because Christina does he see herself in Ava, I think she sees herself and how scary it can get knowing that Jay is more like 
Christina in the drug usage way. And now Ava is like Christina in the drug right. usage way. And a lot of stuff has been going on with Christina too. Yes. And that's where we bring in Jason. Oh my God. The counselor. The Jason. Jason is actually uh, played by Billy Lush. Billy Lush came out in Chicago Code 911, and he's also come out in Criminal Minds. Bailey, uh, Billy Lush, which is Jason, is her like main therapist. <laughs> yes, and she is working him like a puppet. Oh, yeah, she is. One of the things, guys, is, you know, when we say that she is working him like a puppet, you know, we're going to kind of give you, you know, some quick notes on that. But Christina is totally working him, you know, through sex and you know some other manipulations manipulations absolutely you know jason becomes obsessed he he develops an obsession with christina well as the obsession goes on we're not going to tell you about the scene but it's absolutely i mean it's pretty horrific it's horrific between the two yes and what happens is christina contacts nate and nate you know gets her out of therapy or, you know, out of this, you know, out of this place that, you know, this program that she's in and brings her home. Mm-hmm. Well, real quick before we before we jump into that, but we've got the huge fight. The big fight is happening. Right. Jay and Ryan are going to throw down. So there's something going on with Ryan physically. This is one of the things that I say when Nate is a coach and Nate is... Like exactly like Alvi when it comes to coaching, it is. So I love how the fight goes. And guys, we're not going to break down the fight because it's absolutely beautiful. You have to watch it for yourselves. What happens is when I say that there's something wrong with Ryan, Nate keys in on it. And Nate tells Jay, like, I don't give a fuck who it is when, when you see someone, when you, when you see a wounded animal, you attack. You know what I mean? You don't just, you don't wait. You just finish it. So Jay has it in his head. Like, this is my friend. You know, you you can see that as, as it's developing in the fight. Well, Jay wins the fight. We're not going to tell you how, but Jay wins the fight. Well, it goes to the party with, Ava and everyone else, and they're at the hotel. It's not your typical Jay and Nate house party. It's more of a relaxed setting, don't you? Don't you think, Angela? It's- it is. It is, and they're—I they, mean—they're just chilling at like a hotel room, right? It's not like this huge party like they would have at his house, at, you know, with the pool and everybody with the music and everything. They're just at some hotel room. And the funny thing about it, and and tell me what your impression was. Jay and Nate are sitting there on the couch and Jay makes a comment like, you know, yeah, I won the fight, but I don't feel fulfilled. Didn't you get that impression? Right. And I think because, and again, we don't want to give away too much, but I think because he feels of how he, he won the fight because of what had happened the night of, you know, Ryan being Ryan, he, I think he felt that if they were both healthy, you know, and, and whoever the opponent was, whoever the winner was, it would be a different outcome. 
Exactly. So as that's going on, you know, that, that kind of bothered me because you, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a big Jay fan and I can't say that enough. When Jay wins this fight, I almost felt half-hearted about it. You know what I mean? Because he's not excited. Like it wasn't what he expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. You know, mm-hmm. because it's like Jay worked so fucking hard for this, and then this is the result. You know, so you start to see Jay developing this disconnection of training, fighting life, personal life, and Ava. Like he has like this addiction, and Ava is the one that's feeding it right now. So we get to see the connection between him and Ava and what's going on and the relationship developing between the two, because they're basically living out of the hotel party's over everything. You know, they're staying there extra nights, blah, blah, blah. Well, Nate talks with Christina and Christina tells Nate what happened. So Nate reaches out to Jay and drops the, you know, drops the news of what happened between Christina and Jason in the program, Jay's ready to lose his shit. So Jay basically tells, you know, Nate, we're coming home. Nate, or Jay gets back home. He sees Christina, you know, passed out in her room. Right away, Jay feels like he has to save the world again. Or he has to save Christina's world. And somebody needs to pay for it. As, you know, further episodes come up, Jason decides to look up Christina and show up to their house. Because he wants to apologize. And I say this with quotation marks. So Jay and Ava are out there at the pool. Jay knows or has an idea of who Jason is. Jason comes in, you know, goes into the backyard. Jay spots him. Now Jason is a hostage. So Angela, one of the most beautiful scenes or craziest scenes that we've seen with Mr. Jay Kalina is the two where he's sitting down. With a Capri Sun, <laughs> <laughs> questioning Jason, gathering material. What what was your impression? How did you feel about that scene? Well, you know, and I thought it was beautifully done because you're right. He's sitting there. He kind of looks childlike in a sense, right? He's sitting he down. <laughs> he's sitting down, drinking his Capri Sun, and he's listening to the story that this teacher is kind of telling him. Like, yeah. We had a relationship and it was mutual and it was beautiful. And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. So what does Jay do? He raises his hand <laughs> <laughs> because he has a question. How long has this been going on? Because at this point, Jay, you, I mean, you talk about how much, smart, how smart Jay is, because at this point he's, he's dealing with two issues. One, this guy tried to rape my mother, but two, how long has my mother been manipulating him? Yes. Because he's come to realize that. So she's been sleeping with you to take advantage of whatever it is she wants to do in the program. So what does Jay do? Jay is like, I've paid you a lot of money, you know, out for acupuncture, for yoga, for drug. He's reading from the pamphlet. I love <laughs> yeah. That. And he's like, but not rape. <laughs> he's like, you know, and, and, and at the same time, like this guy has got his ass beat and he's in pretty much, you know, tied up and yes. he's sitting there with his face bleeding. And my question was, and we talked about this earlier, 
how is it that this guy had the nerve to come to Christina's home knowing that Jay is there and he's an MMA fighter? Like, right. why in the right mind would he think that that would be okay? You know, and love it. Love is blind, Angela. Love, love is blind. Love is blind because he is. Jason is in love with Christina. <laughs> And so the next best clip is where Jay is like, I don't know what I'm going to do with you yet. And he's just stretching like, like Jay does throughout the whole show. Just like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do with you. You just yet. <laughs> and, and it's almost serial killer. Like Julian, like yeah. I'm, I'm looking at you right here across the table and I see you like, you know, drawing the picture in your head. But the way that Jay does it is fucking creepy as fuck. Because, I mean, he's literally just... And, I mean, the motherfucker is ripped. So, you just see these muscles, like, you know, sticking out. Every, Contracting while yeah, he's like stretching. every possibly, <laughs> you know, on his body. And he's literally just like, oh, I don't know what we're going to do with you right now. And he's just stretching out on the floor, like, crazy but comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like like Jay's been down this path before. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's it's um. But you know, in a sense, it's, it's kind of scene. yeah, and in a sense, it's kind of um like a a huge a deep breath for him because this is what he's wanted. He's wanted Jason, and now he's falling into his lap. Like, oh, good. You came at the perfect time. I right. finished my fight. I don't have another fight. And I've been looking for you. So you just yes. pretty much fell into his lap. And he's enjoying it. The other thing about it too, Angela, is remember when Jay and Christina go out and they're walking, you know, for lunch. Mm-hmm. Jay's asking questions like, how the fuck did you get out? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how, how in the hell are you out and you're here with me? And then now you're telling me that you're going to be able to make it At to my the fight. fight. So and she now catches herself. The, the pieces of the puzzle are starting uh, to fall together. Yes. You know what she, I mean? And she catches herself because she realizes she's given too much info. Yes. And she's like, well, maybe if I mean, if I'm if they allow me to and the manipulation. And this is the reason why you see Jay raising his hand and asking Jason these questions because yes. he wants answers. He wants to know more. And he's figuring it out. Yeah. He's and, getting yep. everything figured out. But he's dealing with two issues at the same time. And at this point, it was like, I'm out of here. Right. <laughs> it was gone. Yes. So one of the other things, you know, we're introducing a lot of characters. And, you know, we talked about the bicyclist, you know, Lance fucking Armstrong. Um, well, Alvi gets a letter that he's being sued. Yes. (laughs) And this is a beautiful scene between him and, oh my God, why can't I? No. No. Um, uh, why can't I think of her name right now? Foxy Foxy? No. Uh, Shelby. Shelby. Sorry, Shelby. Shelby. I love you, Shelby. I promise. So we Shelby do love you, Shelby. A, Shelby brings the, lo- the letter to Alvi in the office and says, you're being sued. <laughs> like, just nonchalant. Yes. So, well, Alvi talks to Garo 
before Jay and Ryan's fight. And he's uh-huh. just like, you know, hey, have you ever been sued? And Garo's like, who the fuck are you talking to? Yeah, of hello. Course of course I am. <laughs> so, you know, he tells him, like, you know, what the fuck did you do? And this is where we get the introduction of Foxy Roxy. Gosh, she's my favorite. Oh, she is. I love Foxy Roxy. She is super hot. And you see it in the interaction when Albie first gets to meet her, you know, and he's sitting down talking to her. And Angela, you want to kind of give us a, give us some, some, some notes from that? Albie is on a mission because Foxy Roxy, if Funkaholic listeners, if you don't know this, I'm so sorry I spoiled it, but this will make it so much better. I promise. Foxy Roxy is played by Wendy Grillo. Yes, Frank Grillo's real wife in real life. I love that. So they've actually um, been seeing each other and married right after the, they finished their show, which was Guiding Light, another novela. <laughs> and so they were actually co-hosts together in Guiding Light. They've been married since. I, I believe it was like 2000 or 1999. But... Wendy Grillo has also come out in Yellowstone as well as House of Cards and Foxy Roxy. And if you see the chemistry, if you didn't know this before, and if you know this now, or you knew it all along, you could see the chemistry between them. And I just love Foxy Roxy. She's my favorite. I love Foxy Roxy. She is awesome. She's gorgeous. I love the chemistry between the two of them, you know, just the way that, you know, uh, Alvi is completely hitting on her, and you get to see them go out. Alvi's happy again. You know, yes. Alvi's starting to see things in different ways. And he actually even talks to his therapist about Foxy Roxy. Right. And so it tells you that Alvi is developing feelings for her. She puts up a wall, you know, and she tells him, like, I don't date fighters because I know what you guys are all about. Mm-hmm. But then you see... You know, like I say, Jay's got this charisma to him. Well, now you see where he fucking gets it from because his dad can lay down some charisma yeah. too. You know, so, and then, like I said, you know, you can't help with that fucking gorgeous mane of hair he's got on his fucking head. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Foxy Roxy wanted to be with him, but, um, you know, the, the relationship that you see between the two, you know, the development, the things that happen, the interactions, it's just a beautiful thing. You finally get excited for Albie and you're like, hey, maybe things are turning around for him because had he not fucking hit the, you know, Lance fucking Armstrong with the with the car door, yeah. he would have never met Foxy yeah. Roxy. So you kind of see things coming together for Albie as the episodes develop and things start happening, you know, th- good things start going for him. Yeah. One of the things that I wanted to get to and we're going to go back to Jay because I feel a lot of season two is about the development of Jay, is a lot of shit that's going on with Jay. One, he's on fire when it comes to fighting. Mm. Number two, he's finally seeing the bigger picture on Christina, and he's starting to gather information on it. Mm. Number three, he checks out. And Angela, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. So when I say that he checks out, Jay takes a vacation with Ava, and they go to this fucking slum hotel. Yeah. Motel. Motel. The pink motel. The pink motel. (laughs) And this is where... uh, This is where, guys, 
we're gonna and and we're gonna break it down for or not break it down for you, but we're gonna give you a little piece. But this is where you see Mac actually become concerned about Jay. And Angela, you kind of want to give us an idea of what the development is leading to Mac starting to feel that way about Jay? Yeah, so, you know, kind of like Nando T said, so we're talking about Jay and Abba being on this vacation, quote, unquote, vacation. And everybody around them is just completely concerned. Why? Because I, and again, you start seeing like probably these glimpses of what, Alvi has talked about in the past where Jay kind of puts himself in these positions where he's kind of, you know, MIA, he's gone, he's not reliable. Well, you, you kind of start seeing that characteristics of Jay coming back again now that he's been with Ava. And Ava has had a lot of issues going on. And at the beginning that you meet Ava, you kind of think like, hey, she's got her shit together because she has a nice car. She has a beautiful body. She's a model. She's traveled overseas. And now, technically, she says that she comes to visit her sister to see how she's doing. But, you know, you kind of get an idea that something's going on with Ava. Well, she kind of brings it in. And she feels that she can be who she, who she really is. And I think that Alicia trying to avoid her sister has a lot to do with it, but she can be who she can be, but with Jay. And Jay's won the fight. Harry and Jay are kind of together and they have become the Alvi and Christina prequel where everything is just about sex and drugs. And it gets very dangerous very quickly yes couldn't have said it better and i love that reference of we get a glimpse of alvi and christina love that love that and just like that guys we ran out of time so guys i say this all the time when you're having fun when you talk about what you love the time moves fast doesn't it angela yes so fast (laughs) i'm so honored thank you thank you so for having me i just i just love it and i always have such a great time you're very welcome. And like I said, you know, we still got a couple more episodes to cover. You know, we're going to be getting into season three. And, oh, I got to take a deep breath on that one because there's, uh, like I said, just uh, get your seatbelts ready, guys, because uh, it's going to be a hell of a ride. And um, I, I can't say enough about that. Um, we've got uh, we got a couple of things going on. We're actually going to do a recap and we're going to continue to pray for season four. A lot of great things are happening, guys. The Funkaholics are getting communication with uh, Brianna Shilko. I, Brianna, I apologize if I butchered your last name. But we, uh, we've been in contact with her. She is doing her own podcast. She's had Joanna going on there. She's had Mac Brandt. Beautiful, beautiful interviews with them. We're hoping, Mr. Mac Daddy, that we get you on the Funkaholics podcast. So we are going to be reaching out to you. We're going to be bugging the shit out of you until you say yes. So, Angela, do you want to talk to the Funkaholics real quick on about about Miss Honeybee and Joanna going and Mercy? I love Honeybee. So Brianna had Miss Joanna going on her podcast and... I, I'm a huge dog fan. I have I have two schnauzers, 
and you can always hear them on our podcast <laughs> where they're kind of like shaking it off and stuff, but they're always just around. They just love the podcast and Nando T has Mercedes and you know, you can hear her every now and then, but they are such huge fans. And when we heard the po podcast with Bianca and Joanna, we just love the fact that Joanna had her dog on there, honeybee and oh, honeybee. You are just the cutest. <laughs> She's adorable. And it was funny because Joanna literally had to stop in the middle of the podcast. To take to, her outside. Yeah, to take her outside. <laughs> we get you. We get it. We get we it. We got it. So so what I went and did is I went out on Twitter and I messaged Brianna and I told her I absolutely love the podcast. Absolutely fell in love with Christina even more or Miss Joanna going for the fact that she you know loves animals so much and here on the Funkaholics podcast we love animals we love dogs mercy is in the introduction for those of you that haven't noticed but that is mercy giving the bark at the end of the introduction so i went ahead and introduced mercy to miss joanna going and they loved her and we love honeybees so that was a real exciting interaction. And like I said, guys, you know, we're doing everything that we can to get the word out. We want season four to happen. We love these characters. We love interacting with them. The great thing is, is they interact with their fans as well. That's something that you don't see often, people. So get out there, stream Netflix, uh, stream Kingdom, watch all the episodes, give us feedback. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We drop a new episode every Wednesday. Check it out. Give us that five-star rating, guys. Just give us the feedback. Interact with us. We would love to hear what you say, what you have to say about Kingdom. We love this show. We're obviously talking about it. A lot more people are getting excited about it. People have no idea that this show was out five to six years ago, and now it's all coming up again. People are talking. Season four has a damn good chance of happening, guys. Help us. Help us. Yes. And so Byron has also said in one of his interviews is that Netflix will go ahead and look at the numbers after it's been out there two months. And so the end of August is going to mark the two months. But also it has its best rating with the show that people will watch till the very end. So that's that's good. That's really good. Yes. The other thing, Angela, I don't know if you noticed, but Netflix always gives like they they did this new feature where when you open up Netflix, it shows the top 10 shows that are being yes. watched. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Kingdom is in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. yeah, baby. I love it. So just like that, guys, we're going to leave you with this. I am going to leave you with. Oh, and before I leave you that with that real quick, I want to say thank you to Angela for all the time and effort that she's put into this, guys. She has done so much in posting, retweeting, tweeting, getting us on TikTok. She is doing a lot of great things, guys. So, Angela, I can't thank you so much for what you've done for the podcast and the way that you're helping now and the love for Kingdom. It's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I am totally humbled, and I just love it. And like you say in your podcast, time goes by so fast when you do something that you love. And this is something I just absolutely love and adore. Yes, 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 yes. Julian, Hito, thank you for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, fun. I'm definitely going to go home and start watching Kingdom again. Yeah. You know, it's just getting so exciting. Like hearing you guys talk about it, 
you know, I want to be where you guys are, where you guys are excited. There's like the way I got introduced was I was having a bad day and my Nino, Nando, you know, he's just like, you know, let's throw this on. I was hooked. I connected in so many ways to so many characters, took my mind off everything, you know, and, you know, I don't know. I recommend this show to anyone because, you know, it just, it'll, it'll catch you. Definitely. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better. And that's, you know, like I said, all we got to do is throw the line out there. You hook onto it. I promise you, you'll love the ride. You'll love it. So guys, I am going to leave you with a quote from the stud of them all. And I'm not talking about Alvy and his hair. (laughs) I'm going to leave you with a quote from Mr. J. And this conversation happens when he is talking to Ava. It's a fucked up business. Take care, everyone. We will see you next Wednesday when we break down season three of Kingdom. 